Welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats. Please welcome your host, Russell Edmond. Good afternoon and thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels, live hospitality talk show. Hope all is well. Hope you guys are having a great week. Um, hope you enjoyed. Um, were you off yesterday? I'm not sure. Some people were off. Some people were not. Uh, of course, I work every day, so it doesn't matter. But happy Tuesday to you. Happy Taco Tuesday somewhere. Uh, I have not decided what I'm going to do for tacos today, but you you best believe it's going to be something non-meat eats. Okay, so whatever I do, you guys know it's all about the non-meat eats. So, But thank you so much for joining Um on air with Russell of Hotels, just in case you didn't know what it was, it's there now, on air with Russell of Hotels, show number 129, and we're all about hospitality, excuse me, hashtag hospitality unplugged, which means we talk about everything. We talk about trends in the industry, we talk about um, you know meetings that are happening, things that are happening, excitement, we talk to influencers, we talk to travel People, people that travel, um, travel agent, travel advisors, uh, DMC people, CV, CVB people, just uh, the gamut. We talk about everything, right? But we talk about the good, the bad, and even sometimes we talk about the ugly because um, we like to think, we would love to think that the hospitality industry is like this great thing that nothing goes wrong in. Yeah, right. Anyway, but uh, we we like to share a little bit of everything. But we want to welcome everyone who listens or watches me uh, live on YouTube. Uh, this right now, to, at least today and maybe for the last three weeks, it, it has been my platform of choice. So Hopefully, YouTube continues to be good to on air with Russell of Hotels. But you best believe that, you know, once this this um, broadcast is over, I share this with other platforms. You know, like LinkedIn is, is a big platform of mine that I use. Uh, Facebook, Facebook, whatever, Facebook, Twitter, whatever's out there. I'm going to make sure I put this um, the recording on those platforms as, as well. And also, we're a podcast. So, once this is over, I um, take that same file and put it into my podcast platforms as well. So where you can listen to me, uh, basically wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, but basically on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Overcast, and Apple Podcasts, or like I said, wherever you happen to listen. Today is October 12th, which I said Tuesday, and it's, um. I mean, I know it's the, not the beginning of the month, but... I maybe I failed to mention this last week, but Breast Cancer Awareness Month, October is big on that. So make sure, you know, women we get out there and um and and get checked out. 
you know, make sure everything's good. You guys are you're good. And, and early detection is always the key. Uh, my mom's a, a breast cancer survivor. So I definitely uh, can tell you that, um, that uh, early detection is the key, right? I mean, and we're talking about survivor of, I don't know, was it been 20, 20, between 20 and 25 years, something like that. So yeah, mom's still here. So that's good. Blessings to, to mom. So I, over there in Blythe, saw her last Tuesday. I was in Blythe for a brief um, time. Um, it's funny. Well, not funny, but it seemed like the only time I go back home or for um, somebody's funeral or something like that. And Tuesday was no exception. So that's why I was there uh, for that, for just um better part of the day, you know, half the day, whatever. Got there at say 9.30, left about 5.30, you know, coming back to L.A. So, but anyway, um, but sometimes, you know, life is best seen in your rearview mirror. (laughs) (laughs) I had to throw that in there, but hopefully my mom didn't hear that part. But um, she didn't like when I laugh about life. But anyway, hey, you know, today is show number 29, but and people may be keeping score like, wait a minute, this should be show number 28, 128. No, actually, I did a special edition on Sunday, um, which was kind of it was kind of impromptu. It was not planned, but a, a good friend of ours came by. His name is Jonathan Thompson. He's this traveler. He, he travels all over the place. He's been traveling internationally. Uh, not that that's the big deal. The big deal is that he's been traveling internationally during covid. You know what I mean? And like, and I mentioned to him, I said, I don't know if that's good or bad or whatever, but he's been doing it. Okay. So he traveled, he, you know, done his research and see which countries that he can actually get into during his COVID. And this goes back to, you know, early of last year, 2020. So maybe February, March and on through, you know, he just got back from Machu Picchu uh, or Peru. uh, I think he said last week, two weeks ago or something like that. So, he came over. We were having a conversation about, you know, what he's been doing because I hadn't seen him in a, in a while, probably, I don't know, three or four months, maybe five months. I, I don't know. But um, but then he mentions he's been doing all this traveling and he said, hey, um, he noticed my Rodecaster Pro. Right. He said, what is that? I said, that's my that's how I do the podcast. He said, uh, I like to do a podcast. I said, you want to do one now? And he said, is that easy? I said, yeah, all I have to do is get my. I have an extra microphone and an extra extra mic, extra headset, and an extra boom, you know, for the microphone to sit on. And all I had to do was set that up, and boom, we were off to the races. And it's funny how, you know, I said, well, we'll do a trial one first, you know, and I'll play it back just so you can see, you know, just to get people comfortable. But the way the questions were going, it just kept going, and I didn't stop it. I just kept going, and an hour and five minutes later, uh, we had a podcast. So, Please check that one out. It's very interesting um, how he learned how to play tennis uh, in Rwanda, of all places. I didn't know Rwanda was a tennis capital of the world, but uh, obviously for him, <laughs> it is, right? So it's just interesting. He He's an avid uh, scuba diver. Uh, he talks a little bit about that. But the unique thing about him is that he looks for – he travels because he likes to look at – looks for different um, – um, different um what am i trying to say churches or places of worship uh something you know spiritual places so that's how he really got involved in well he tells a story about you know as a as a young kid how he got in, involved in travel 
But now he looks for monasteries and things like that. Uh, he spent time with monks, and he talks about that too. So it's very interesting. So uh, check out show number 128 on your favorite podcast. And I believe I put it on uh, my, um, my what do you call it, Facebook page, which is Russell uh, Russell L. Edmond, E-D-M-O-N-D. And then I, I believe I put it on LinkedIn as well. So check out my LinkedIn page. Check out my Facebook page. Uh, check it out. So I thought it was well done. I thought he was, he was a little nervous at first, but he just, it kind of flowed, but, uh, but check it out. So that's why I'm at 129 now, uh, because 128 was a special impromptu podcast, uh, with Jonathan Thompson. So check that one out. Um, I see comments and see, this is what it's all about. It's all about being interactive. And uh, Miss Deidre Burnett says, hello, Russell. Hey, Miss Deidre Burnett. Russell, men should also be checked. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I, I missed that. OK, you're absolutely right. Men should be checked for breast cancer uh, as well. So um, so it's the month for men and women to get checked for breast. Well, you should be checking all the time. But of course, we devote, you know, one month uh, for, for breast cancer. Uh, awareness. So um, this month of October, we're doing that. So men, you need to do that as well. You can do self-check. In fact, that's how my mom um, caught her. She self-checked and went to the doctor and found out, yeah, it was a lump. And then they removed it. She had a lumpectomy, if I'm not mistaken. Hope I'm not telling all my mom's business, but it, it doesn't matter because it's all about the early detection. Okay. That's what it's all about. Okay. So if I have to mention that and, and whatever, um, I got to mention it. So, but, um, but thank you Deidre for, for sending that to me. I appreciate that or making your comments. Anyone else can make, uh, okay. She even has stats for me. Okay. Hold on one second. About one out of every 100 breast cancers diagnosed in the U S is found in a man. Did not know that. So thank you for that. See Deidre just giving stats. Okay. So, Thank you. Uh, thank you for dropping dimes and dropping gems. OK, I, I appreciate that. So thank you so much, Deidre. So on with the show and any comments at all, please feel free and I'll address them as they come up. I do appreciate them. And like I said, this is all about being interactive. You know, we didn't went from talking about hospitality. We talking about uh, breast cancer. OK, so, hey, whatever, wherever it goes, it goes. Right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, industry news. In fact, let me hold on one second. Let me um, get to my storyboard. Boom. Okay. So you guys see that now I'm hip on my storyboards. I'm, I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of, you know, I know what I'm doing now, right? I know how to control it, right? So on air, Russell Fotels, Industry News. Okay. There you go. And for people that are listening to the, the podcast, um, I'm actually there's things on the screen that I'm pointing to and that I'm talking about. So that's what that is. So you're not missing anything because I'm going to talk about the things industry news, 2021 power, uh, hospitality power index. I mentioned this probably every week, 50 most influential hospitality leaders. I happen to be one of those people. Yeah. Russell L. Edmond. So I want to thank the international hospitality Institute for, you know, designating this list of 50 people. And I happen to be one of the 50. Uh, and then also as far as, I guess I mentioned that later, but, um, uh, hospitality talk shows or hospitality podcasts. I'm one of, I'm in the top 25 of that, right? So I'm number 17 
of top hotel podcasts. So I do appreciate whoever votes for that or whoever, you know, distinguishes those people from the others. I, I appreciate that as well. So uh, I don't take this stuff not lightly, right? I mean, I, I try to put out as best content as I can. And I try to up my game when I have to. As you guys can see, I'm in Southern California, sunny Southern California. It's 72 degrees here in Los Angeles. Um, it's just, you know, it never rains in Southern California. Unless it was last week. It did rain in Southern California. But anyway, um, so HSMI uh, Los Angeles chapter is hosting a Zoom presentation on STAR or STR, which stands for uh, Smith travel research forecasting this is basically hotels um hotels the the report card for a hotel is based on the star research str smith travel research it gives it i think it i want to say occupancy adr and revpar so those things that hotels are measured on and you compare them to your comp set which are other hotels right so you know depending on how you rate and that um you know your your general manager, your ownership, your management company, whatever, they look at those numbers like, okay, well, you're number one in your star and you're set, right? So out of you and maybe five other hotels, you're number one or you're number six, okay? You know what I mean? So you don't want to be number six, okay? But if you are number six, you want to be able to explain, well, why am I number six, right? What, who's beating me? Who's taking my piece of the pie, right? So that's basically what, in, in a nutshell, that's basically what Star Report is. And people forecast now and people probably try to figure out how to forecast because of the pandemic and things like that. Because you got to remember last year, because a lot of times we're comparing this year to what we did last year. Right. Well, it's hard to do that when there was nothing going on last year. So you would have to go back to 2019 numbers. And I'm sure during this um, this Zoom conference they're going to be doing it's an hour long uh they're going to um talk about those things so i think it's important every director of sales and marketing every uh, general manager every owner whatever needs to be on this zoom call so i would definitely recommend and i probably will be on it as well so uh make sure you guys is hsmai uh los angeles chapter is hosting a zoom presentation on star forecasting uh, they review the hospitality industry national performance, the national performance numbers, right, uh, as well as California and L.A. and the surrounding areas. So it's specifically for L.A., but they're going to at least talk about, you know, what's going on in the surrounding areas and nationally as a whole. Uh, and that is uh, Wednesday, October 27th, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., Moderator will be none other than Miss Libby Zarahi, um, who is a DOS uh, director of sales and marketing at the Hotel Amarano in Burbank. Did I know that, Libby? I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, well, congratulations to Libby. She's now the the director of sales and marketing at the Hotel Amarano, which is in Burbank. I love that hotel. Well, it's a boutique hotel uh, next to the studios down the street from like Disney and all those studios in Burbank. Burbank Studios, all those so. It's a, I love that hotel. So congratulations, Libby. Libby used to be at the previously was at the Hyatt Regency LAX. So I've known Libby for years, right? We used to work for the same management company. You know, see how I just digress and just go on to different subjects or whatever. But anyway, shout out to Libby. So 
congratulations, Libby, and look forward to hearing you uh, moderate that uh, important um, Zoom presentation, Star Forecasting, or STR, which stands, you know, STAR. We, we use acronyms for everything, right? So STAR, you know, you think is S-T-A-R. No, S-T-R, Smith Travel Research. That's the firm that does these, um, um, you know, they they get the numbers and they crunch the numbers and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, they're the research company that does that. So um, there you go. I guess I beat that one enough, right? Um, I had, I did have some other like trends. I don't want to go through all these trends, but I saw a couple. These are, these are trends for like 21 into the future, right? 21 and, and beyond uh, 2021 and beyond. So I'll just read a couple. Number one, bring your own. These are these are guest trends, trends, you know, guests going into hotels um, or hotel. Yeah, going into hotels. Number one, bringing your own streaming, portable streaming devices like an Amazon Fire Stick allows guests to pack their own movies or shows in their suitcase, but they can only watch them if the hotel hotel room TV has a USB port. So. So I guess it's two things. So ho- people that, that love to watch movies, stream movies like I do or whatever, uh, you can bring your own fire stick to some of these hotels. But you want to make sure that the TVs that they have, they have the USB ports. So you would want to make sure if it's not on the website, you want to make sure you give that hotel a call. Say, hey, I'm going to be staying there, you know, Tuesday through Saturday. And I want to make sure your TVs have USB ports so I can stream my movies. OK, I don't know if there's a charge for that to do that. Probably not, right? So you just do it, you know, however, whatever amount you pay for the, the fire stake. I mean, maybe that's the only cost. So, um, so yeah, okay, so that's one thing. Number two, wireless devi- device charging. So cord, cords are so last year, right? So everybody like, well, did I, you know, I need my cord, you know, I didn't bring my cord. Well, now that you don't need cords. Cords are so last year. Wireless charging transfers, powers. Power from a charging mat to a device like a smartphone or or your um, earpods or stuff like that. So you don't necessarily need the cord anymore. You can just put your phone down on the the charging mat and it goes from there. So, you know, no more cords. That's so passe. That's so 2020, 2019. OK, uh, smart controls. Digital controls for temperature, light, power, such as such as a Nest, which is, um, um, I guess I don't know if it's like kind of like I, I know the Nest. The Nest, yeah, is the um, the the the, God, the thermometer, right? So the, the the temperature gauge, you know, for your air conditioning, all that kind of stuff. That's the Nest, right? At least that's what I know it as. Uh, such as a Nest that can be adjusted and programmed with a tap of a finger from a smartphone or other device. So. Basically, people want whatever they can get in their houses. You know, the old thing was, and I think I'm done with those, but the old thing is whatever you had at home, well, now, well let me say this. The thing now is whatever you have at home, you should have in a hotel. Because remember back in the day, hotels had things that they were far beyond what you had in your home. So you went to a hotel because you went there for convenience and luxury and all these things that you know, the technology was so far ahead of what you had at home because it was more expensive if you did it at home. But now it's kind of changed, right? So um, now, 
you know, the devices that like I have the ring technology and all that stuff, right? I, I can control my electric, you know, I have this device where um, our, our, our electricity works on, or at least the lights and everything, they work from an app on my smartphone, right? So hopefully, you know, t- hotels have gone to that too, where you can control things, not just check in, but maybe you want to make sure the temperature's at a certain, you know, your thermo- you know, the thermostat's at a certain temperature before you even get into the room, right? So those are things that we have grown accustomed to at home, and we hopefully that has transferred over to the hotel because before, like I said, it was the other way around. So hopefully those are things that are going on. So just like uh, your tablet, you know, you have a tablet, and you can you can order things. I mean, just like we can order things at home, you know, on your phone. It doesn't have to be a tablet; it can be your phone. But uh, tablet-based control. Forget the traditional binder containing information about hotel services. You know that old binder that people write on, and people never the hotels never change the pages in it anyway. You know those things. You know th- those things should be thrown away. Okay, um, binder. Guess want to see restaurant hours, room service menu, spa services. Um, you know, recommend area recommendations. And an in-room tablet, which also you can play music, but then again, you can play music from your phone too, right? You can play music from your phone. Maybe they have a speaker in there where you can, you know, um, uh, maybe the sound could be louder and things like that. You know, little little boombox or whatever. Maybe they should have those. And some hotels do have that, where you know it just works with your Bluetooth and things like that. So the so the same things that you have at home, you should have in a hotel. You shouldn't have to compromise anything. So make sure. When you go into a hotel, if you're used to all this technology, find out which hotels have that technology so you're not like left in the dark when you go to these, when you start traveling and go to these hotels. So make sure we're doing our research. We look at their website or maybe you have to call them and say, hey, I don't see this in your website, but I'm just confirming that you either have this or you don't. Okay, so the last thing you want is to check in a hotel and they don't have squat, okay, and be pissed off during your stay. So, Anyway, so that was that. So let's see what else is going on. I already did industry news. We got a ticker going on live from Los Angeles. Increase social media engagement. Excuse me one second while I take a sip of water. I had to turn the microphone off because I didn't want to hear you guys. I didn't want you guys to hear me gulp as I'm drinking the water. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, okay, so want to increase your social media engagement? I always say, and I mention this every week. This is you know, this is a staple of on air with Russell of hotels, where he you know kind of t- talks a little bit about social media and how you should be engaged with it. So I, if I want to, if I want to increase my social media engagement, what, what does Russell of hotels do? I use IG Reels. So if you look at anything that I post on Instagram or anything else, um, it starts with IG Reels. Okay. Because IG Reels, I know you get more bang for your buck or you get more uh, engagement, you get more reach, you get more likes if that's what you're into. Uh, but you get more people that are engaging in, in what you're doing or at least what that content is. So you get, just got to be a little bit creative on what you're doing. It comes along with music if that if you chose if you choose to do that. 
but it's about the video. I think it's always about the video. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say it's necessarily about the music, but it's about the video and the caption that you put on there. That's what draws people in. And I think the music does play a little bit into it, but the content that you're that behind the content behind it is what uh, draws people in there as well. Because I'm not sure if you guys remember if I mentioned this on my last show, but the new algorithm for Instagram, I'm just you saying Instagram for, for right now. Right. So there's a new algorithm from from Instagram where you no longer have to put 30 hashtags. Right. Because people were they had, um, uh, you know, they were copy and pasting, you know, the 30 hashtags. Well, they don't want that anymore. OK, so the algorithm said, no, we're kicking that out and we're not going to re- release this content to all your people that follow you. Okay. So now they only want three to five hashtags. Okay. Now it can be, it can change again soon, but right now they don't want the 30 hashtags. They want three to five hashtags. So make sure whatever that content is, has something to do with those three hashtags. Cause I see people and it had nothing to do with this particular thing. Cause they were doing this anyway. Right. Uh, I saw this one downtown hotel, um, one of my favorite hotels downtown. I'm not going to say which one it was, but one of my favorite hotels downtown, they were, they hashtag something that had to do with the airport. Why would you hashtag something that has to do with the airport if you're downtown? You know, so we have to think about what we're doing. Why are we hashtagging this? What does this hashtag mean? You know, find out what that hashtag even is attached to. Okay, so you don't want to just hashtag anything because people will do you know, hashtag, you know, I woke up in the morning, hashtag, I took, you know, ate something, it got something to eat. You know, where does that hashtag go to? I mean, are you just doing that just for fun or are you doing it because you, you're trying to engage in it? Because I think there's a there's a certain percentage of people that just do it because it's fun to do it. Right. And there's a certain percentage that do this for business. This is their, this this can be their livelihood. Right. The more eyes that they you know get on that. Instagram reel or whatever that posting is, uh, the more likely they're going to get business from it. Right. So it just depends on what you're doing. Okay. Are you a serious business entrepreneur that wants to reach people or you just having fun and you just want to hashtag all these people? Cause I've seen the whole gamut, right? I've seen where these are people that are, have a brand, they're professional, but they're hashtagging things that have nothing to do with their product or service. Okay. Or the location that this product or service is located. Right. So if you're a downtown property, this is just a little word of advice. If you're a downtown property, don't uh, hashtag anything at the airport. Okay. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's my tip for the day. Okay. So, so make sure we're doing that and uh, we're adhering to the new, you know, Instagram, um, algorithm. So no more 30 hashtags, three to five. So, but make sure your content is fire. Okay. It's on point. Okay. You have to make sure your content, cause that's what people are looking for now. Content that helps people content. That's, you know, telling a story for the most part. Okay. So, so just make sure that, and if you have any questions, you know, reach out to me, I'll point you in the right direction. Let's see any other no other comments. I don't think so. Maybe if I. No, I'm just checking. Okay. So let's see. Who's hiring? 
Who's hiring? Benchmark Hospitality is hiring. They're looking for a sales manager. They're looking for a sales manager at the Lake Arrowhead Resort. I'm very familiar with that hotel. Um, I've been out there. I got invited out there by their former director of sales and marketing, Julie Verdusco, who has since retired. So once again, Julie, congratulations on your retirement. Uh, but you're looking for, or your old property is looking for a sales manager. Lake Arrowhead Resort, which is above San Bernardino. You take the highway up, and um, I, I want to say it's probably 30 minutes uphill or whatever. Uh, very well. If you're into driving uphill, I was going to say very picturesque if you look down, but don't look down while you're driving up. But uh, but I, anyway, I love that hotel. I love that resort right on the water, of course, right on the lake. Hence the name Lake Arrowhead Resort. Um, remote. So this is a remote position, though. So you don't have to go in every day. As long as you're remote in Southern California, that's what they're looking for. So they're looking for a sales manager, Lake Arrowhead Resort. Remote in Southern California. Okay, there you go. Um, Ambridge Hospitality, another management company. They're looking for a director of sales and marketing at a full service hotel in Los Angeles. Now, they didn't mention which one it was. They have several hotels in the greater L.A. area. They had downtown. They got airport, um, they, you know, probably South Bay. They have hotels everywhere. So um, in the Los Angeles area. But this one just said. Uh, Director of Sales and Marketing, Los Angeles, Full Service Hotel. So if you have that experience, check it out. And then the Fairmont Century Century Plaza Hotel, which just opened like two weeks ago, they're looking for a bungalow assistant GM, general manager. So they must have, or they do, they got the regular tower rooms and they have the bungalows probably, you know, away from the tower, you know, kind of secluded bungalows. So they're looking for uh, an assistant general manager to assist with that. Now these, all three of these positions are um, on LinkedIn. So that's where I found them. <clears throat> Excuse me. So those are available on LinkedIn. So check those out and always go to H careers and then indeed.com. If you're looking for any hospitality uh, similar positions, those are all on there. That's where we all look. We all start with those first before we go anywhere else. So check out, H Careers, check out Indeed, and of course, check out LinkedIn if you're looking for a, a new gig. Uh, da, 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 da. And then I was I, I, missed, I missed something uh, about the social media engagement. So if you're, you know, did you go back to work uh, and you want to be noticed, create some content. The Hyatt uh, Regency LAX does a great job with this. Um, when they have two people, they had new people starting. It was, I noticed this twice. They had new people that are starting new positions there. They actually did like a live, like, Hey, my name is Russell Edman. I'm the new director of sales and marketing here at the Hyatt Regency at LAX. And, um, they basically told a story about, you know, who they were and what type of client they were looking for and all this kind of stuff. And I can help you. And my email is this, or my phone number is that, I mean, this was a live. So I'm like, that's what it's all about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I've been talking about. Creating content that's fire, that, that makes sense, that tells a story. That And it wasn't long, um, but you got to know that particular person. Now, how you take that to the next level, continue to do things like that. You know, show the hotel. Show what you do on a daily basis. I mean, talk about those things because people don't know. Everybody doesn't know what goes into a day of a a sales manager or F&B director or server or whatever. If you start 
you know, telling those stories, I guarantee you, you get so much, you know, people want to come to see you. Like, you know what, I'm going to this property because I want to see this person. Because that's what sets, sets hotels aside from one hotel to another. It has nothing to do with the hotel. It has to do with the people, okay? And that's how you are made uh, to feel, right? So that's what hospitality is. And I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. And I got so many calls on, um, like, wow, you kind of explain it. I never heard hospitality explained like that. Well, yeah, hospitality is how you're made to feel like how that person that checked you in made you feel. Okay. They made you feel welcoming, you know, and, and appreciative, you know, those are things that you look for and it doesn't have to be because we think because the higher the star or the higher the diamond, the, the, the more um, hospitality driven people are. That's not the case. I've gotten the best service from a three uh, diamond hotel. Okay. I've been to four and five, Diamond hotels and didn't get the, didn't have the same feeling. Okay, yeah, you have all the services and things like that, but it's how you were made to feel. Okay, how did that person make you feel? Were they welcoming? Did they welcome you in? Did they were they looking at you when you they're talking to you? Those are feelings, right? You can't you can't you can't either you have that or you don't, right? Either you can give it or you can't. So those are things that I look for uh, when I talk about, when I'm saying you know, hospitality and things like that. It's basically the feeling, okay? It's the feeling that you get. And not everybody can give that feeling, okay? So, you know, next time you go somewhere, check it out, okay? Because some people just take things for granted. They're like, you know what? It's, oh, the service is great. It was excellent. Well, how did it make you feel? Oh, it was okay, you know, but the food was great. Well, I ain't got nothing to do with that. That ain't nothing to do with the hospitality, <laughs> okay? That was food. The food was good. But how did how how was it served? Did they come back and ask you, well, how was your meal? How was the steak? Was that steak? I, I know you asked for medium rare. Was it medium rare enough for you? You know, that kind of stuff. Those are things that make you feel. Yeah, it was. It was great. Thank you so much, Steve. I appreciate that. You're so attentive. You know, those are things that separate one establishment from another. It's the people, not necessarily the location. It's the people because you don't get hospitality from because I walked in the, the lobby of of the, the Ritz Carlton. No, it's, it's Joe at the front door that opened the door for you and welcomed you in. Right. That's where the hospitality part comes in. So but think about that. Just think about that. You know, but but, you know, one day you it'll hit you and you're like, you know what? That Russell of hotels, he mentioned that and he is so right. So <laughs> anyway, um, quick shout out to Miss JT Long, editorial director of Smart Meetings. You guys know JT? You guys are familiar with, with, with Smart Meetings at all? Uh, Smart Meetings is probably the best hotel conference I go to. Okay, because it's, it's a conference where, you know, it's, it's hotel planners or hotel site selection people like myself. And then there's the hoteliers or the suppliers. Um, so they, you know. You, you, it's networking opportunities uh, and it's done well. So, but anyway, why I mentioned JT was that she sent me an email because um, she's um, interviewing some people and she wants some information. So uh, I want to thank her for sending me that email and I'll get the information back to you. But it was just something that it actually made me think of like, well, let me have to think about these things. Some of these things came right and I'm going to tell you what they are. Cause that was, that would ruin the surprise. Right. So, um, 
But I want to. I just want to be. I'm just glad to be included, right? So thank you so much, JT, for that. And just for that, you know, you get a shout out. That's it. So thank you, JT Long, editorial director of Smart Meetings. Uh, you guys know Smart Meetings. You know, um, the CEO is is Marin Bright. You know, is 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 owned by women, ran by women. You know, it's a great organization. So there you go. Um, let's see. Where else am I? See, I got to keep looking at my thing. People always ask me, say, what do you do? What does this Russell of hotels do? What is his, what is his thing? So what I do and in a noisy digital space, I keep your brand notice. Now, can you imagine being in an elevator? You know how people say, oh, you, you got to have an elevator speech, you know, like 30 seconds, you know? Okay. Say I'm in an elevator. I say, hey, um, what's your name? I'm, my name's Russell. What do you do? Uh, in a noisy digital space, I keep your brand notice. What do you think they would say if I said that? Would they just like, oh, okay, and keep it going? No, they're going to ask other questions like, what does that mean? Can you explain a little bit more? I think I know what that is, but can you explain more? Because then that way that you can tell that they're really in it for at least a minute. It's not going to be 30 seconds. It's probably going to be a little longer. So you're going to reel those people in. 30 second thing is like so rehearsed, like blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay, thanks. But, you know, in 30 second elevator speech, I mean, that's so, to me, that's so 20 years ago. Okay, we've been doing elevator speeches forever, 25 years ago when I first started hotel sales. Okay, so I think you got to give more information, right? Or at least you want people, you, you want to engage people just like on social media. You want to engage people. I think in real life, you need to engage people too, instead of just giving this, you know, this uh, elevator speech that you've been working on for the last 10 years and you're still giving that same one. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, it, that's rehearsed. I don't think that's genuine, but if I say it in a noisy digital space, I keep your brand notice. What the heck does that mean? Well, that, that means that, um, you know, my job is to keep you noticed. You know, you, you know those TikTok videos that people do? What, why do people do TikTok videos? Because they want to be noticed. So my job is to make sure your brand, whatever that is, is noticed via social media. So my job is uh, I'm a digital marketer, but I make sure your brand is being noticed. Are you going to do silly videos? No, I don't do silly videos unless that's what you want. But the thing is, it's repetitive. Okay, so you're trying to explain these things to people. Right. So it can be that, that conversation can go like, I need to, you know, have an appointment with you. Let, let's set up a call, that kind of thing. And that's what you want. You don't want to just give somebody information. They go their business, they go their way and you go yours. You want to make sure you're given enough information where it's enticing them to want to learn more about you. Okay. Because that's going to be long-term. If they take that opportunity and say, you know what, let's set up a call. That's going to be long term, right? Unless you screw things up. But an elevator pitch that, you know, 30 second elevator pitch, pitch, we've been doing that stuff for a long time. Ooh, I must say something wrong. We've been doing that for a long time, okay? Let's change it up. Let's change the narrative. Let's control what we do or how we do it. So that's just me. That's just, you know, me going on my soapbox. So, but, but it makes you think, though, right? Site, hotel site selection. So I do hotel site selection as well. So which means um, companies, organizations, people, individuals, whatever, um, they need a hotel for their meeting. So my job is to find an adequate space for them that's going to meet the needs of that particular 
event, convention, conference, board meeting, uh, whatever that is, a uh, family reunion, if that, if that has to be, I mean, if that, so be it, if it's a family reunion, whatever it is, I, I can't even speak. But any one of those things, I, I'm able to help people with that. So my job is to do the RFPs, um, the, the pricing, or at least um, solicit for the pricing, send on RFP, I get these things back, send them to the client, compile information, send it to the client, the client looks it over, and says, hey, what do you think about this hotel? What do you think about that? So my job is to go back, is to, is to negotiate, Negotiate the pricing, uh, the contract terms, make sure everything in the contract is in there that they need. Because a lot of times there's stuff in there. I don't say a lot of times, but every now and then, you know, hotels will put things in there that this particular client didn't need because they use boilerplate contracts, meaning it's a general contract that goes to everybody. Doesn't matter what who they are, what type of company they are. You should actually have several different types of contracts because you got um you got corporate, you know, we got, you have association, you have Smurf. I mean, there's a lot of things and some people won't sign contracts based on what's the wording in it. I mean, there's a way you can still word things and put things in there without like, you know, putting all these um, terms that people don't understand. And the thing of it is we have hotel people that don't even understand the terms that are in there. So uh, we need to make sure that the terminology is in there, but that's my job, right? That's part of what I do. So pricing negotiation, contract negotiation, making sure everything is in a contract that should be in there. Okay. So those are things that I do. And what else? I'm a show host of one of the top 25 international hotel podcasts. So there you go. So those are some of the things that I do. And if you want to contact me, you can contact me at Russell at RussellofHotels.com. Um, so just make sure anything, you know, there's no crazy questions that you can ask me. Just reach out. If you want to reach out and ask me questions, please feel free. Russell at Russell of hotels.com. Non-meat eats. You guys know, I always talk about the non-meat eats, right? So, um, I don't eat meat. You guys know that. So hence non-meat eats, but I always want to share, you know, something that, um, let me, let me get rid of these things. So I always want to share places either that I went or places that or things that I prepared. Like I, I cook myself, right? I'm a home chef. Okay. So I'm a chef at home, but anyway, um, sweet, sweet potato hash. You ever had sweet potato hash? Do you even eat sweet potatoes? Um, so sweet potato, I cook, cook them like potato, regular potatoes, right? So like say breakfast potatoes, you throw your onions in there, peppers, I throw jalapenos, I throw, I throw spinach, um, and I mix it with um, soy riso. Okay, so soy riso has its own flavor. It's not chorizo, it's soy riso. So it's soy based and it's vegan, right? So everything I cook is vegan. So everything is mixed together, chopped together, whatever, sauteed together, everything's together. And it's hash, right? So I, I made that the other day. And then I came across, well, actually, Jonathan, who, if you check out my. Um, Show number one twenty eight, the the um, podcast that I did with him traveling during uh, during COVID. Uh, if you check, um, he brought over when he came over. Every now and then he brings over food, right? That he wants to use my microwave to cook it, right? So he brings over this vegan mac and cheese that he got from Trader Joe's. So I tried it right out of the little container, right? And it was it wasn't bad, but it was bland. Okay, meaning didn't have any seasoning 
or it didn't have any oomph. So, so what I did was doctored it up and made it flavorful, right? So he was like, oh, man, this is great. The way you did that, blah, blah, blah. What kind of season did you put in there? Don't worry about all that. Just eat it. Was it good? So if you want to try some vegan mac and cheese and you don't want to make it yourself, go to Trader Joe's. If you go to Trader Joe's, check it out. Uh, it's in a refrigerated section, obviously. Uh, it's already made. It comes in a, it's in a refrigerated section, so it's in a container, right? It says vegan mac and cheese. Only thing you got to do, but if you like it bland, then you like it bland. I choose to to season my food. It wasn't seasoned like I would like it. And it wasn't overly seasoned either. I don't, after I get a hold of it, it's not overly seasoned, but it's right there. It's, it's perfect, right? So uh, I make my own, but this is a good alternative if you're into that. And then one of my favorite vegan plates places that I went to uh, is Earl's Grill. Actually, Earl's is not a vegan place, but they have vegan options. So whenever I'm in the mood for like a hot dog, a chili dog, I go to Earl's. Okay, so Earl's has, they have a hot link that's vegan and a regular hot dog that's vegan. Hot link meaning it's spicy. Okay, and they have vegan chili. I have, uh, I love chili cheese fries, but I couldn't eat those because all every restaurant or every fast food place that has chili cheese fries, they use real meat. Well, Earl's doesn't do that. So I can go there and have my vegan chili cheese fries. The chili is vegan. The cheese is vegan and it's fire. It's lit. Okay. It's delish. All those, all those adjectives. That's what it is. Okay. So, um, so those are my tips for the day as far as non-meat eats. Okay. And if you have any questions about the non-meat eats, Give me a call or no, no, don't give me a call. Uh, email me, Russell at RussellFoodTales.com. Uh, no, you can call me. Just go to my website, Russell at Russell. Uh, what is it? RussellFoodTales.com. That is my website. Um, hotels, are we being consistent with our content or messaging? Uh, keep us up to date. What does that mean? That basically means the information that's on your website should be the same thing that's going on in your hotel. So if there if you're having protocols with masks and all this kind of stuff, that should be in your website. And that's what should be going on in your hotel. Because the last thing you want are mixed messages where you walk in and or someone walks in and and they see things that are they, that contradict your website. That's the last thing you want. You don't want you don't want guest confusion. No one wants that. Uh, I did mention my contact information. Once again, uh, email is Russell at Russell of Hotels dot com. Uh, I'm on all social media platforms, Twitter, IG, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Clubhouse, and I have a website, all at Russell of Hotels. Okay, so just check out Russell of Hotels. If you can't find it that way, Russell Edmond, E-D-M-O-N-D is my last name. So you can just Google me and everything, everything in the world that I've ever done pops up. Isn't that kind of scary? I don't know. I don't know if that's scary or well, if you're trying to, if you want people to know what you do and where you are, what what you're doing, and how to get a hold of you, then it's good. But if you're trying to hide from people, then it's not a good thing. And I guess I'm not trying to hide. You can't be on social media and try to hide from people. Okay, so, uh, so there you go. So just if you're looking to find me, there's no excuses for people saying, you know, I was looking for you and I couldn't find you. Like, no, you weren't looking because all you had to do is Google Russell Edmond and. Everything comes up where I am, what I've been doing, all that stuff. So 
So check it out. Um, let's see. Where am I? Where am I? I always mention this. I always mention the whole TikTok thing, you know, people being silly on TikTok. And why are they doing that? Because they want to be noticed. Okay. Our brands, don't we want our brands to be noticed too? Whatever, if it's a personal brand or the brand we work for, we want it to be noticed as well, right? But it's just funny how we'll do some silly stuff on TikTok and whatever, but we won't take it serious enough, our jobs or our brand that we represent, to post things on a regular basis. Does it make sense? Okay. Just I'm just trying to reach those two people that are listening or that are watching, Okay. Hopefully I, I hopefully I hit one of those people. Uh let's see. Do 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 So what are you doing for your brand? Yeah, if you're if if yeah. If you're doing things on TikTok, what are you doing for your brand? That's the question. Number one, these are four questions I always ask everyone at every show. What are you doing? Oh, excuse me. What is your brand doing to stay relevant? How are you keeping your brand relevant? That's the question. That's number one. Number two, are you marketing differently? or the same as before COVID you should be marketing differently because the, the things that we're doing before, I don't believe they're going to work. Okay. So you got to do, got to be a little bit more creative, right? You got to do things more on social media because you're not going to be going uh, before you're going to see people, right? Remember you were going uh, to their offices and things like that, or maybe we're doing networking things. I don't think we're doing that anymore. Okay. So how are you going to reach these people? Only way I can think is through social media or unless you're going to start uh, sending out handwritten notes. That would be a great thing, too. But who has time for that? I ain't got time for that. So. Uh, <laughs> so who's going to be doing that? Right. So what's the best way to get people the cheapest and best way? Social media, Instagram reels, Facebook lives, um, IGTV, YouTube, LinkedIn. Those are the ways to get to people. Number two, are you marketing? Oh, I already said that. Number three, how are you connecting with your past and current clients or customers? How are you connecting with them? Are you connecting with them? What are you doing? Are you picking up the phone and calling? Hopefully you are. Do you even know if those clients are still there? And I'm speaking for salespeople. You know, I always go back to the salespeople, the salesperson in me. Um, So how are you finding the people that are your clients? How are you refining those people? I don't know. Only you know that. Are you staying engaged? How are you staying engaged with those clients? Number four, what has this situation taught you? This whole COVID thing, what has it taught you? Uh, Taught me don't put all my eggs in one basket. Do something new. Uh, Be open to do new things. Um, It also taught me that I need to do more of the following, more social media presence. That's what it's taught me. I need to up my game on my podcast. I needed to update my equipment. I needed to get a new chair. I mean, look, I had to buy a new chair. I mean, those are things because I want to be comfortable when I'm doing the the podcast. So I bought a chair and I just put it together. And it's the first time it's been it's the first time it's been on, you know, on the show. Right. So I'm talking like it's a person. Right. But um, but it's comfortable. Right. So it's making me it's allowing me to be comfortable in, in doing the show and my back didn't hurt like it used to because I had a low back chair that squeaked every time I moved. Now, this one doesn't squeak. See, you hear that? So, but anyway, so it also taught me that I need to do, I need to have more social media presence, I need, meaning I needed to do more lives. 
Uh, my podcast, I needed to up that game, which I did. And either do your own podcast or be on someone else's show. There's opportunities for you to go on uh, to do lives, uh, to talk to people, to come on this show, right? So there's opportunities out there. You just have to take advantage of the 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 um, situations that are presented to you. But there's opportunities to, to to be more noticed, to be noticed, to stay relevant. Okay, there's opportunities to do that. It's just that are we taking advantage of those opportunities? Probably not. Um, and real quick. What is branding? What is branding? Because we, we throw that name, that word out there like, well, I'm doing branding. Well, what does that really mean? Uh, branding is a process of giving a meaning to specific, specific organization, company, products, or services by creating and shaping a brand in customers' minds. The objective is to, to attract and retain loyal customers and other shareholders or stakeholders by delivering a product that is always aligned with what the brand promises. Okay, so there's a brand promises, all kind of information. A brand is essentially a promise a company makes to its customers. The purpose of branding and marketing is to establish trust within your customers and create loyalty. Your brand is not only your brand not only gives your buyers a way to remember you, but it also creates an identity for your business and sets you apart from competitors. Okay. And then, cause we always get branding and selling confused and I don't, but some people do. Uh, selling is a marketing function. Okay. So it's different than branding. Okay. It is a selling is, it is a marketing function, but it's different. Selling is a marketing function that evolve that involves determining client needs and wants and responding through plan, personalized communication that influences purchase purchase decision and enhances future business opportunities. That's it. Cause like I said, we, we sometimes use those things interchangeably. Like it's the same thing. No, it's not. There's brand There's your brand. There's branding. And then there's selling all marketing functions, but totally different. Okay. So always remember those things. I'm about to end the show, but um, I always end it on a couple of different things. Marketing is never about you. It begins with your audience and what they want. Once you know what your audience wants, connect them with your product or service in a way they want to receive it. So if they want to receive it via social media, well, then that's what you need to do. See, that this is the thing. This is what really gets me is that we don't do things because we don't want to do them. Okay, okay. We don't do social media because we don't want to do it. But if that's how your client or your customer wants to receive things about your brand, then that's what we need to do. There's no other way around it. It's not about you as the marketer or the director of sales and marketing, whatever the heck you want to call yourself. It's not about you. It's about the person on the other end that you're trying to get to walk it, walk through your doors. Okay. So we miss that. We sit in these meetings sometimes and go, well, I'm going to do this and we're going to do that. Well, why are you going to do that? Did, did, did you do a marketing survey to see, okay, this is, the best way to reach these particular clients. Where do we get this information from? That's the thing that used to get me. And I would be in these meetings and tell them, well, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to attract these people. We need, this is our client. This is what our client looks like. This is what our client is. This is who we need to go after. Why do you know that? Because I did my darn research. That's why, you know, they thought that was foreign. You know, I'm like, no, it's not. I mean, I was doing social media before it was cool. You know what I mean? 
people are like, you sure spend a lot of time on social media. I said, yeah. And someday in the future it's going to all pay off. So the day this is now paying off, right? What I'm doing now, what I've been doing for years is now paying off. It's not paying off for a hotel. It's paying off for me, right? As a brand, right? So, but you know, some hotels get in on it as well because I assist hotels stay relevant, you know, being top of mind, be noticed without doing TikTok videos, right? So it's come full circle now. I mean, the stuff that I was preaching, you know, five, seven years ago, almost 10 years ago, is now this is where we are. So you're always marketing for the future. You're not marketing for it right now. You're marketing for what's going to be happening a couple of years from now. Okay, there's hotels that at maybe one or two years after I was gone, they started reaping the benefits of the stuff that we did when when I was there. Right. I mean, people think that you do social media and you're going to get this instant gratification. That's not how it works. You got to, you know, you plant seeds. Right. And it, you go back out there tomorrow. This, the, the, the tree is not grown. Right. You got to keep watering. You got to keep fertilizing. You got to you cultivate it. You know, you got to you got to grow it. Right. So that's how things work in the marketing world. Uh, I had a question here. What do you think about the boost or promotion on IG and Facebook? What do I think about the boost or promotion? You mean promoting your your brand? Is, is, is that you're asking? I'm not, I'm not sure if that's what you're asking. Um do you get a boost or promotion on IG and, or, or Facebook? I'm, I'm, can you kind of break that down where I understand it? Cause you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of slow, I guess. I don't know. But Deidre asks, what do you think about the boost or promotion on IG and Facebook? Oh, excuse me. I just had to take a drink of water and I turned my mic off for a second. So I need a little bit more. If you're talking about promoting via um, IG and Facebook, uh, definitely. Yes. I mean, you need to do something. Um, it's a new way to advertise. Well, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, you definitely. Yes, 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 yes. You definitely Well, That's what, that's what posting and all of those things are that keeps you top of mind that keeps you noticed. Right. So if you don't do anything, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get nothing. Right. But if you start doing a little bit and you don't necessarily have to do. I mean, doing promoting your your brand or your company is, is great, but people can see through some of the things like now all of a sudden they're, they're you know, they want me to buy this. You know, I think you have to um, you set the groundwork for people to buy things. They want to see what you're about. And, and, and Facebook and Instagram are good places to start telling the story about who you are or what your brand is or what your services that you provide. Okay. So use those as doing the groundwork first. And that's where the branding comes in. That's not selling. That's, that's not promoting. That's, that's branding. That's telling people who you are, what you stand for. What is this company about? Okay. Because last thing you want is just to start throwing your website out there and all this kind of stuff. Maybe if you have specifically seen it, I just wondered if you've seen it. Maybe if you, I'm not necessarily sure what you're referring to, but um, not sure. But um, 
But like I said, if 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 it's all about just exposure on either one of those platforms, you just start off and and just start doing it. I mean, if we you can take this offline, I mean, you got my number, Miss Deidre Burnett, or my email or whatever. Uh, reach out to me and explain what you're talking about, and then maybe we can maybe we can do a live and talk about it, or maybe we can reconvene next week. So uh, and then I'll explain. Um, at least address what you're talking about. Um, so anyway, but thank you so much for that. Uh, the comment or the question. Uh, I'd like to end the show with these four things. Purpose. Know why you're doing what you do. You know, I know why I'm doing this. I want to reach people um, and I want to help people out. I want, I want them to get this information. Uh, things that, that I've known for a while and I want to make sure hotel hospitality people know that, there's ways that you can reach people. It doesn't cost a lot of money, right? So I know I'm doing what I do. And I bring people on the show. They can talk about their careers. They can talk about their brand. It reaches more people. So, yeah, I know why I do what I do. I know the purpose of the show. Number two, people, be an inclusive leader, okay? So if you're a leader, be inclusive. Number three, passion. Either you have it or you don't. Ain't no faking the funk, okay? There's no way you can fake that. Either you have passion for what you're doing or you don't. Number four, perseverance. Be consistent. Continue to evolve. Don't give up and swerve when you need to. On, on air with Russell of Hotels, we swerve. We do not, um, what's that other word they use? Pivot. We don't pivot. We don't use the P word here. But I have to let you know what swerve means. Um, <clears throat> are you a leader? If you're a leader, lead by example and be more inclusive, inclusive with your team. You see the theme here? Inclusivity. I mean, you got to be there and be diverse in your marketing. OK, you can't be showing the same stuff, using the same things. And I think I mentioned last week where uh, if we're trying to appeal to the like example, this Hispanic market, because they spend one hundred thirteen billion dollars on travel, domestic travel for 2019. And I was talking about if I was a director of sales and marketing, I was asking the question, uh, what would you do if you're a director of sales and marketing? If you had this information, what would you do? And I'd be like, well, I would advertise or promote or send information out that for those particular people. Right. But you have to show that you want that these particular groups in your hotel, your establishment or whatever. And how do you do that? You diversify your marketing. You make sure people in these postings look like them or look like me. Okay. Well, I'm not Latino or Hispanic, but if I was, <laughs> if I was trying to, uh, if I was trying to get more African-American business, okay. Who am I going to have? I'm going to have someone who looks like me. Right. So it's the same thing. Right. So wherever you're trying to reach, you need to make sure those people are in there, you know, uh, and you can be, div- you have to be diverse on those things because I want to go to places where I know I'm accepted, right? Okay, so meaning if they send pictures, of if, if there's promotion and it has some black people in it, it doesn't have to be all black, but you got to have some black people in it, right? Or Latino or whatever it is. You know, who would want to go there if, you didn't, if, you, if you're not represented in their advertising or in their promotion? Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. So, so let's just make sure we're doing that. Uh, focus on what you can control. Everything else the heck with it your brand is your culture stay positive leadership dictates where your company will go so be a good and consistent leader that's it that's all i got 
I got it. I'm done. So you guys have a great week, great day. Remember, it's Taco Tuesday, so make sure you guys do something. You don't have to do the non-meat eat taco, but, you know, come up with something good, something new, okay? So anyway, you guys have a great week. Thank you again for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels Live Hospitality Talk Show. I'm Russell Edmond, and I'm out. Thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. Please tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. as we talk to other hospitality professionals. Your feedback is important to Russell. Feel free to email him at russell at russellofhotels.com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time, try not to be a person of success, rather become a person of great value.